Welcome to the coaches meeting. That's the coach. I'm What's Grant Cohn. What's up? What's up? Uh, Niners played Cowboys in a few days. Um, we're going to talk about this from a coach's perspective and try to, you know, um, make sure the Niners have all their bases covered. I, before, before we start, the coach okay. and I text each other during games. And, you know, the Niners ended up blowing out Seattle, but for a while, into deep into the third quarter, it was it was a it was too close for comfort. And yeah. me and him were, were texting each other a lot of frustration. So some of that's gonna come out today, even though the Niners won. And we're gonna sort of address it and make sure that it doesn't happen again because it's freaking January now. Anyway, this coach, is where how you the doing? conversation needs to happen though. If if yeah. not the coaches meeting, where else? Exactly. So let's start with uh Brock Purdy. The title of the section is why he can't why Brock Purdy can't hide anymore. It seems like, you know, um, not that he's taken the league by surprise, but maybe teams haven't really dialed in on a Brock Purdy specific game plan yet. That's probably going to happen pretty soon. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, well, you know, I'm over here in, in D.C. So mm-hmm. um, by proxy, we have a shit ton of Cowboys fans around mm-hmm. here. Um, there's a lot of Cowboys fans. And one of the things that I've been noticing, Grant, with talking to a lot of, you know, coaches, friends that are my coaches that are friends of mine, family members, just people walking in the street is nobody is letting Brock Purdy sneak up on them. They actually are planning to stop Brock Purdy. This isn't a, oh, we have to make sure that we stop the weapons that surround Brock Purdy, the requisite Mm, offense. Um, Cause you can't. Um, the league is woken up, and yeah. I was very surprised by that. And I, I was in a room full of uh, like a barbershop atmosphere, like full of Cowboys fans, and nobody was buying the seventh round pick, Mister mm. Irrelevant. He's just trying to get the ball out, um, and and that kind of shocked me. But it is true. Yeah. A lot of people are they're seeing Brock Purdy coming now. Right. And he's not he's not hiding. And and to be honest, that's not just rhetoric, but um, I think there's a couple of things that stuck out to me in that game um, that proved that that Brock Purdy is more than just a uh, a vestige of the offense the scheme. Yeah, I think that um, we opened up taking shots. You yeah. know, those weren't those weren't get comfortable balls. Those <laughs> were. You, I'm scheming this up for you. This is something yeah. you're comfortable doing, and let's go eat. Yeah. Um, I um even no training wheels, no hand holding. Dog. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that in this. Game. Even in the second half too, they came out with the ball first and play action uh, passes first. I think the first one was to use check, but still, yeah, they didn't back down. Yeah, they did not back down at all. No. Even the even I mean it's been we've been talking about it all week, but the missed shot to Ayuk. Uh, I I think that. Even this is kind of weird to say, but I think even Brandon was a little surprised that that Brock overlooked Debo to take that shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, there were some people at the game as well as yourself. But I had some friends that were at the game as well. And they watched the kind of in between um, of Brandon. I you coming to the sideline uh, and Kyle was missed. Um, he, he went at Brandon for stopping on that route. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the missed touchdown to Brandon Ayuk later in the game, um, that's not. I'm. I got. I got to trust what my eyes tell me and not what I'm being told. Um, and what I'm seeing is Brock Purdy is aggressive. He is trying to make his stamp. So um, 
if you look at the tape, if I looked at the tape and there were no stories told, right? I didn't, no names on the back of the jerseys. I don't know who this kid is. I would say to myself, this little rascal is a pistol. He's he, a playmaker. He, yeah, this kid is a playmaker. Yeah. He Dangerous in the trying, red zone. Yeah, especially in the red zone. Oh, my and God. Yeah. When he gets off schedule, he's not looking not to get hurt. He's looking to make a play. Yeah. Um, and, and he makes plays. He's so yeah. good at throwing on the run. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that really the offense, um, I, you know, what's kind of funny is that Debo mentioned and he kind of, it was kind of tongue in cheek, but he was asked about Brock, uh, um, about Brock's kind of impromptu, impromptu skills. And yeah. uh, Debo kind of chuckled and said, oh, yeah, he kind of runs around a little bit. And honestly, we kind of get mad at him because we get tired. When yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but then he kind of cleaned it up at the end and was like, oh, no, but, you know, we kind of love what he brings to the game. Yeah. I don't think that that's just a wrinkle. I think that if Brock Purdy hypothetically was the man, that's what he brings to the table. That's a weapon. And let's talk about it from a coach's perspective, from Dan Quinn's perspective. Like, you know you can't cover all five of the Niners' weapons. It's impossible. You know you really can't even tackle some of these guys in the open field. So your game plan starts and ends with – getting Purdy, getting to Purdy. And I think a big part of that is keeping him in the freaking pocket. You think of him as being a pocket quarterback? Yeah, but he's kind of small and he doesn't have the biggest arm and he doesn't make necessarily every throw from the pocket. But once he gets outside the pocket, he's deadly. So I think to me, part of it is keeping him in the damn pocket, which teams haven't been able to do. But I'm going to be honest with you, and and I've even seen the fact that Brock's baseball background with his arm slot ability – and how oh, yeah. he can just flick at the wrist. Like, honestly speaking, if, all right, so you know the play where there was a middle screen to Elijah Mitchell down in the red zone, yeah. and Brock, he pitched. It looked, from, yeah, yeah, from the eye, it looked like he scrapped the play, like he can't. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at Brock's, I, I have the all 22 now, so I'm really watching now. Yeah, if, yeah. If you look at Brock's reaction after he, after he flicked that, he was trying to get that ball to Elijah Underhand. Mitchell. Yeah. He wasn't really trying to dirt that ball. No. He was, he was mad reaction, that he missed it. He was mad. He was pissed. Yeah. He was pissed. You know, um, yeah. so even from the pocket, if I had in a word. The fact that he would attempt that, though, I was like, what? I've, I've never seen that. That's crazy. Ballsy. That's a baseball throw. Yeah, it is. Ballsy. I like yeah. it. Um, I like it, too. And to be honest, uh, I, from the pocket, I think he's intentional. Um, I, I, I've seen him stand in the barrel and know he's yeah. going to get hit and still deliver. Yeah. Um, from the pocket, um, I think that he's very instinctual. He will step up. Okay, we know that he, will. he has that ability to reverse out when he wants to get sexy with it, but Brock <laughs> will step up. He will step up. But, like, also, you got to get him to turn the ball over, right? Like, if you're going to beat the Niners, yeah. you got to get him to turn the ball over. And I don't think he's going to do that outside of the pocket. You got to keep him in the pocket where, you know, he might not see that linebacker when he's throwing the slant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that happened a little bit. Or has ha- he's gotten lucky a little bit. Well, that that that's also something that I've started realizing, too. Because now we're kind of getting into, like, contextual football, right? There's right. not a lot of teams around anymore. No. No. So now – in these, in this, all right. Every coach at this stage of the game should have his scheme and what he's bringing to the table down pat. Mm-hmm. What we're bringing right now is matchup games. This is matchup yep. ball. Yeah. So at this stage of the game, 
players are going to beat us, not schemes. Yeah. In the playoffs, players are going to beat us. So yeah. if we're going, if we're looking at Dallas, right, Grant? Yeah. We're looking at Micah Parsons, right? We're looking at what um, Uchenna Nuosu did against us uh, in Seattle. For all of the things that we did against Seattle, Uchenna Nuosu had a day against us. Uh, he was beating Taylor Crop. Taylor Cross, he was, I'm being respectful, man, but he Taylor Cross had a, a rough day against yeah. Uchenna Nuosu. Um, yeah. And that is, that is hypothetically where Michael Parsons, if I'm watching film, that's where you inject him. You don't put him yeah. next to Trent. You don't put him. You don't put him over Aaron Banks. You know that's where you put him. You know, and um, I, I think that Brock. Uh, I, I I I I sound so tilted because there's not much bad no. that I see no. from Brock. I, and with him in the offense, done. with him with him on the field, like the offense is great. And I feel like to slow it down, you have to have a great defense. And I don't know that anyone has a great defense anymore in the NFL. I don't know if they do, but to me, this is a checklist of, of, of stopping the Niners' offense with Brock. Shut down the run. Good luck. Good luck. Shut down the run. Take away the quick passes, which, frankly, teams have been kind of those little swing passes. You got to take away the quick stuff and the runs, and then keep Brock Can in I the say pocket. Something? Those three Can I things. Say yeah. With the quick passes, though, I saw something else that I didn't see from he who shall not be named. <laughs> and that is the RPO, the RPO check to Christian McCaffrey on the backside slant. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be a screen to the other side. Mm -hmm. And Brock, Brock canned that and found Christian on the backside. Like, Grant, I don't, I don't think that they're managing him. I think that Brock is, he's showing um, experience on task, time on task, and he's growing in front of us because he right. didn't, he didn't look like this against Miami. Right. If we're being honest. Yeah. He didn't look it's true. like this against Miami. And another thing, one quick question, Grant. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. going to say is, does Jimmy find Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell on those no. two touchdowns? No, absolutely not. No, and no, no. And, and, and did, would he make that play where he hit Ayuk, but Ayuk dropped it? Like not in a million years. Sorry. Come so on. that's and that's why when people are like, oh, you know, it's all the scheme or Brock. No, dude. Like Mac Jones wouldn't make those plays. Like no. Brock Purdy's actually kind of special, and he's given you everything the Niners hope they would get from Trey Lance. So you can't be mad. And all how I they're say, calling it? How yeah. they're calling it? Like th those shot plays. That's that if you call that, that means that he's been doing that in practice. True, you, and, and you have supreme confidence. Yeah, but well, all I want to say is, look, if the Niners are going to lose this game, it kind of feels like they're going to have to beat themselves. And if they beat themselves, that's probably going to be Brock turning the ball over because that's just how football is. And he hasn't been that guy yet. But I wonder if, like, like for example, like the Dan Quinn factor, you know, okay. like. He's good. He knows Kyle. They faced each other twice since they, you know, separated. And Quinn's given up 22 points and 23 points. Lost one, won one. So what's he got in store for Brock Purdy? What does he see? I mean, so far we know that Brock likes to throw left more than right. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe maybe you put Diggs on that side and sort of dare him to throw to the left and then put, put Micah Parsons on his left and say, hey, roll out to your left and see how you like that. Like, maybe those are two things you can do to sort of, I don't know, force him to, into his some, weak, not weaknesses, but things he's not as comfortable with. Okay, well, 
I, I hear that the best real yeah. estate in the field is the middle of the field. That's true. Um, and um, I feel that's where Brock is his strongest and not even intermediate. Like I'm talking about 15 to 20 yards out. And it's um, going to be wide open against Dallas. Yeah. Because their linebackers I, can't cover it. I honestly, I honestly think that we keep this game in the middle of the field and we don't go where the bullshit is. Why are we throwing deep outs if we don't need to throw? Not going to happen. Why? It's not going to happen. I, I, I just feel like our and again, this is the strength of our team. We play complimentary ball. Mm-hmm. We're going to slow this thing down. Mm-hmm. We're going to make Dallas play physical against us. Yeah. And they're going to have to prove that they have the same identity that they say they have as us. They're going to have to prove yeah. that. And you I know, think and to beat the Niners, you're going to have to score. We ain't going to throw the ball 66 times. No, but they're probably going to score close to 30, if not more. So to beat the Niners, I, I, I don't know if teams have good enough defenses to win that way. You probably need to score a lot against this Niners defense, which has been MIA in a coma for the last. But they're coming back. Maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel the Niners are too romantic in a way? Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, sometimes the tail is wagging the dog a little bit. Hold on. Jason, real quick, is kind of alluding to this. He says, something I haven't heard you discuss, SF has allowed 53 second-half points in the last 11 games combined. This is a different team in the second half. Their moment in the second half. All right. Are the Niners too romantic? Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, – the, like I said, I feel like the tail is wagging the dog in a sense. Yeah. Uh, identity breeds swagger, mm-hmm. right? You know, it got to be in you, not on you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our identity of who we are, running to the ball, swarming, everybody everybody getting a hat on the hat, mm-hmm. extra effort. We're a vanilla defense as far as like exotic blitzes and mm-hmm. sub packages. So... Mm-hmm. We really rely. We really rely on our effort. Rules. Effort. That's what we rely on, and with that effort, breeds swagger, uh-huh. right? Because effort with consistency breeds breeds confidence. And they played that way for four months. They did. They and did. I love the confidence. It was great. But we're starting to have swagger without identity. Thank you. And it's really getting alarming in January. They were not swarming to the ball in the first half against Seattle. They admitted it. No, yeah. They admitted not only not only that, but I think the 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 smoking gun is they all admitted that there were no adjustments at halftime. Right? That 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 right there lets you know that there was nothing that needed to change. We needed no. to get the we needed to get the lead out. Yeah. Um and yeah. Um, I would, to be honest, in a word, I was livid with yeah. our defensive effort in the first half. Yeah. Uh, um, and to be honest, I, I do, I can see what it's like for us to be, um, we're not underdogs anymore. Nobody, we didn't eke our way into the playoffs. We, we've mm-hmm. been in the playoffs for damn near mm-hmm. weeks before we came in. Um, we've had, we're on an 11 game win streak. We didn't have to control our own destiny to get in and mm-hmm. beat the Rams just to make it in. And we weren't mm-hmm. hungry, fast, and famine going into Dallas with something to prove. True. Now, we are the people. We're the hunted. That's Everybody true. sees us. And I feel like our team, um, we're, we're kind of uh, reading our own news clippings a little bit. Yeah. Um, yep. And, and it's Oh, we're the team no one wants to face. We're the best team. Oh, well, I guess yeah. that's true. 
I guess the other team's yeah. scared of us. They're just going to fold. Yeah. They know they're not um, as good as us. Yeah. And and you know what? You know? This this was I feel like this was like the perfect um the perfect little dose of medicine to kind of wake us up to get us to understand that this is still the NFL. Nobody is going to show up and lay down. And I don't care what you think your identity is. You still have to go out and prove it. That's right. Yeah. Just because you did it for four months doesn't mean it still carries over. Just because, you know, you went to the Super Bowl three years ago doesn't mean that you're going to waltz in we this We didn't year. win. I mean, you didn't, didn't win. win. You're not champions. Again, this team, great team. But ever since they lost that Super Bowl, they've carried themselves like they won the Super Bowl for years. And I, I feel like it's an affront to the football guys. You can't act like that. They will they yeah. will bring you down to earth for acting like that. And they who I'm not, do we think we are? Who who do we think we are that we can go to you. the mountaintop? Thank you. Lose. Yeah. And then think that everybody else is just gonna believe the same yeah. the same beliefs that we had that everybody's yeah. gonna think we're as good as we think we are and, thank and you. um well put I, I think that a little bit of that is showing up even in the press conferences with brock it's almost like a humble brag well he's playing against the number one defense in the league you know mm-hmm. i knew he was the man well you know what the offense ain't struggling no more d yep so what y'all gonna do yeah and what's the excuse? Okay, you were you were pacing yourself. You take all right. Well, the t- if you can really flip the switch, then do it now because you really haven't played like yourselves in a month. In yeah. a month, yeah. I mean, the offense um, is killing it though. Thank yeah. goodness. And really, the defense is surviving on turnovers. Uh, and to their credit, they're forcing turnovers. But a lot of these turnovers have been gimmies. Uh, if those hadn't been like if David Blau hadn't thrown those up or whatever. You know, this yeah. defense wouldn't be looking as good. And eventually those man downfield, just the way yeah. that sequence happened on that drive. It was very fortuitous. Um, on yeah, because they were at the seven yard line. Then all of a sudden they started going back to the 19. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then there was that TV timeout where they got the uh-huh. water up. Rethink because everything. Austin Blythe got hurt. Yes, because Blythe got hurt. Um, yep. All of that stuff counts, you know. Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think that. You know, we get these moments, you know, we're sticking to the whole romanticized part Yes, is where, you know, it's like, oh, well, the game changed when this turnover happened or yeah. once uh, when we got that fourth, you know, when we got that fourth, that fourth down stop, that's when the game changed. Or, or, and, or when Kyle said something at halftime. Yeah. And, yeah. and I understand that, you know, in retrospect, when you're looking back on a game after a win, right, um, yeah. because... The thing, uh, uh, one thing about winning streaks is they can kind of lull you to sleep. You know, yeah. you, you know, you. It's hard to to understand to keep a standard when you're winning so damn much. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't. What's gonna happen when the, when a team has a moment against us? Yeah. Right. And yeah. and they had their moment, and they, and yeah. they say to themselves, "Well, this is our turn to turn it up." Yeah. You know. So I I just what. The thing that just frustrated me the most when we were talking during the game is that we are a sixty minute ball club. Yeah. We're that's that's our number we are a sixty minute ball club. And yeah. I wanna see us play for sixty minutes. I mean, if you're gonna win the Super Bowl, you should be doing that in January, I think. Unless you're yeah. so much better than the rest of the league that you don't have to, I don't know that even exists in the NFL with this. Much I don't parody. think we're there. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think we're there. Are they just man. way better than the rest of the league? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Maybe they're way but, better than Dallas, but they haven't. They haven't beaten a team this good yet. They have not. 
They haven't. They, I'm not saying they won't, but they haven't. So why are they acting? I mean, I, maybe they come out this week and, and they really feel like this is the measuring stick and they just whoop Dallas and they play with an effort that we haven't seen in a month. And they really are that type of team that turns it on. Maybe. Well, or, well, I don't I don't I don't think that. And this is and this is why. Uh, all right. So this is why we're going why we're going to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion, Okay, is that. We're not competing with teams anymore. We're competing with ourselves. I like that. I see what you mean. Um, yeah. um, it's like, can the Niners not beat themselves in the next three weeks? Pro- yeah, probably. I don't, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think that. I think that really, and I, and we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. But in my mind, uh, if we're, I don't think that going tit for tat with every roster that we go get. No, we packed our bags on the journey. We took what we came with. All right. We yeah. ready. I don't at this stage of the game, there's no excuse on anybody we play in the rest of the playoffs. We've been saying Super Bowl since August. So at this stage of the game, there are no excuses. No. No. Let's play. Yeah, it seems to me the only way the Niners don't win the Super Bowl is if their defense gets absolutely shredded or Purdy has a two, three turnover game. Which could happen. But like seems like, you know, odds are in the Niners' favor here as long as they just play up to their potential. Three yeah, more times. If they play up to their potential, we can't be beat. I think so. I mean, their offense seems pretty unstoppable right now. Now, maybe a great, great defense could could match up, but I don't see those. In the, I don't see a great, great defense. Not on this team, not anywhere. No, I, I think it's time for us to just wear the responsibility. It's our year. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Get it done. Get it done. Thank you very much. Keith Murphy says, I think teams are still game planning like we have Jimmy. Like we're going to run 50 times and pass it eight. And Kyle isn't calling this, the game like that. Yeah. He keeps coming out passing, knowing that teams are going to come out to shut down that run. Like, that's, don't, that's good not luck. happening. Yeah. No. Uh, a couple more comments. Keith Murphy. Another thing. Go ahead. Um, w- another thing that, that lets me, that kind of made me stop looking at Brock is kind of like a, a game manager is that mm. Kyle said something that about Brock that I've never heard him say about any quarterback. Um, he said that him and Brock see the game the game the same way. I heard that. I heard that. I never heard him say that about anybody. Right. And, and, and for, for Kyle's known to have an ego. I'm guessing and he feels that way about Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he's ever said it, but that's probably one of the things he likes about. Anyway, that's important yeah. for him. But for him to be so young and mm-hmm. to say that, that, that says mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that means that Kyle I always think like when he says it so what does that mean about Jimmy does that mean like you would say hey Jimmy I wanted you to go here and Jimmy's like no no that was the right like would they I'm sure they might you know no I think I think one of the things is is that when you get a guy like Jimmy where he has deficiencies you you start it's like a it's a it's a track you start off soft right to see if he wants to challenge himself mm-hmm. he's not going to challenge himself no. then you you start off direct Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. To see if he's going to fight or flight. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Then he folds. Right. He goes into a shell. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you stuck with him. Trade him. <laughs> right. Now it's Kyle. I, I, I've never done pro, but now you just have to cope. You have to game plan around him. Yeah. Because right. it seems to me like what people say about Brock is, hey, man, these people are wide open. It's like, yeah, but they were wide open for Jimmy, too. And he straight up wouldn't throw him. And so maybe Kyle's like, look, dude, I want you to throw to this wide open receiver. And Jimmy's like, no, I hit the check down. It, we got seven yards. Like, leave me alone. It's how I want to play. I don't have it's, the confidence to make that ball. Yeah. Play. 
Yeah. No, possibly. I'm not throwing that. I'm not throwing that. Absolutely not. So, possible. It seems like Brock isn't going to push back on Kyle. Like, he's going uh, where Kyle wants him to go with the ball most of the time. I think a lot of, I mean, and not to, not to like go Oprah, but I think a lot of Brock's faith has a lot to do with his persona on the field. Um, Brock is a, a, a God-fearing Christian. Um, um, he's proud. And I think that um, a lot of what Brock brings to this team is almost kind of like a uh, a stalwart. He, he, he's a, he's a, a beacon uh, on a team full of egos. There's a okay. lot of egos on this team. Ah, I see what you mean. So he is the, the anti-diva. He is the young, humble Christian on a team full of guys who have made it and been, become celebrities. He's the humbling and, figure. And I like have, it. And, and, and who, are, who, have paid, who obviously want to get paid, have cachets. It's yeah, the sure. pros. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, he, yeah. it's rare to have a, a, a kid all around. It's not just the playing, but just the type of kid he is. Um, yeah. it's He's rare. He absolutely is. Keith Murphy says... They have the same team they had last year minus Amari Cooper. I think they don't get more than 21 points just like last year. Well, there's if we're going to go with the, that game, I don't I don't like to go back to a year ago. That's com- two completely different teams. But if you're just going to look at one thing, the one thing about that game is that Nick Bosa didn't play the entire second half of that game. It's true. Um, so, Charles and Manny, he went crazy in that game. He was so on, good. Bro. He was so I, good. I don't. I mean, I just don't. I don't want to be reckless, but man, we, we need to just handle business, man. They're not on our level. Shouldn't be. Still a good team, but they shouldn't be on there. I mean, because think about it. Uh, they have, you know, I'll forget their defense on offense. They have Ceedee Lamb and Tony Pollard. Really nice tandem. After that, you know, good players, nice solid players. And Niners I have. I don't even really. I don't even really see Ceedee Lamb as a deep threat. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't see him as a deep threat. Yeah, he's like Ayuk. He's like Ayuk. Really good player. And the Niners have Ayuk. They have Christian McCaffrey. But then they also have all these other guys. Like, the Niners should win this game. But funny things happen. You know, I I still, I think we all are kind of like looking at Brock like, we have confidence. You have given us no reason to not have confidence. But it's like, is this real? Is it going to all come down? It's only because of how we got him. You know, I was having this conversation the other day. Like, if Brock was a third round pick, He'd have he'd have a, some grace to have a couple of bad games. If Brock was a third round pick, everybody would be so thrilled with the with what he's doing right now that we'd almost like give him a bad game. But it's, it's like almost- he hasn't had a bad game yet, and he's a rookie. I feel like people kind of expect the rookie bad game to happen. You don't hold it against him usually, but it can't happen. It cannot happen this season. He has to be perfect, and so far he's done it. It's crazy. So part of me is like. He can't keep. He's gonna throw three picks this weekend, right? But no, no. Well, well, Grant, I if if Brock throws three picks, we are supposed to have a team to ingest that. True, true. I mean, come on, man. Like, because Dak could throw three picks too. Come on. Like, That's right. We're, Honestly, also, also when, when Joe Montana beat uh, the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC Championship game in 1982, three. he threw three picks. Three picks. Three picks. So okay, yeah. No excuses. Win the damn gang. Uh, Kyler V says, hey, Grant, are you married? Turns out, fun fact, <laughs> I actually am. And that's why I don't know how much a strip, uh, a, uh, a lap dance costs. Although I was someone in uh, Ashley on uh, t- 
Twitter. Everyone knows Ashley Ariona. She said if you're paying less than a hundred bucks for a lap dance in in the Bay, that it's probably pretty scary. So I take her word for it. She seems like she would know. It seems like a hundred bucks. Like I don't know. It seems like there's better ways to spend a hundred. You're not getting me talking about lap dances on on Al Gore's internet. It ain't happening. <laughs> All right, moving on. Zach Rivero says everyone talks about Purdy going against going up against a D like the Cowboys. Not enough about nervous Nelly Dak going up against our D. The moment Niners get a pick or a strip, it's a done deal in my opinion. Yeah, and we've seen the Niners uh, D make make some quarterbacks Tua look real scared. Tua, yeah. So could um, happen. You know, we're we're built for our our front seven is the is the engine of our defense. You know, they got to go get the quarterback. Tony G says, hey, Grant, been watching you for a while now. Just wanted to ask why you think G-Law isn't being put on blitzes more. His closing speed is ridiculous. Greenlaw. That's a good question. They don't really use him that way, do they? No. They really don't. But he's very valuable away from the line of scrimmage as well, man. I mean. He's the check down eraser, right? Yeah, Drake can cover. I mean, to be honest with yeah, you, I even Drake think can saying cover. that is disrespectful. Drake can flat out cover. Drake can cover. Drake How can many cover. linebackers in the league can are, are good against the run and good in coverage? Four? And sideline to sideline. Yeah, the Niners like, have two of them. Yeah. Come on, man. Drake can just flat out cover. It ain't about the checkdowns no more. Drake can yeah. cover. Yeah. Aziz can't quite play like that. No. 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 It's, I, I think this year you're seeing, like, the gap. Aziz is a really good run defender, but he can't cover like that. He's a very good run defender. He's a very good yeah. player. Yes, he is. You know what I'm saying? But Dre's special, and, and I, I don't understand why he doesn't get any recognition. Everyone agrees that Fred Warner's super special, but if you actually watch the Niners, you know that while they're different stylistically, their impact on the game, I mean, week to week, it could be either one who makes a bigger impact. There's been plenty of weeks this year when it was I mean, Dre who made I the bigger like impact. all season, we've just been watching Dre and Fred take turns. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. And Dre gets no credit. Nothing. I mean, nationally. Locally, of course, he does. It's crazy. I don't know as why. As long as he get his bag. I, you know what I'm saying? If, if Dre These players did, have, like, publicists, man. Some of them do a terrible job. Maybe he doesn't have one. Not every nah, player has I mean, a publicist. Marketer. Yeah. I have no idea about player publicists, but I just feel like the recognition for Dre is coming. Um, we all see it. Uh, I, I think I said this before. Another thing. I need to. I need to say something. I said that Garner Minshew was better than Brock Purdy weeks ago. You did. You did. I said that. You did. And That's fair. You got to start. You got to lead with accountability, Grant. Yeah, I got to hold you accountable. You did say that. I said yeah, that. Yeah, man. And I am a doofus. I should not have said that. I'm standing here. Flat-footed and firm. I, I want to say I want to I want to give you the credit and be like you said that after like two or three starts of Brock, like we hadn't seen too much. Yeah, we hadn't seen that much yet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But that aged like milk. So it, yeah. I, I, I'm so. That's true. About that. <laughs> Glass City says Brock won't have the luxury to take a whole half to figure out his game, though he needs to be good from the jump. I don't think that, I don't think in the first half Brock. Uh, if you look at it. They still scored 16 points in the first half. Come on, man. You know what I mean? And then Brock missed. Brock missed Debo. He said it was a wet ball. He overshot Ayuk. Yeah. Ayuk stopped running. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It wasn't that bad. It really it wasn't, wasn't that, that bad. bad. The off. Now, I felt the offense was a little disjointed at times, but really they scored 16 points. It was the defense. It was the defense that had me scratching my head. And yeah, then all of a sudden it went away. Finished with that 
that that personal foul like yeah that was the perfect culmination of that first half like wow you guys really are not playing championship football i take you don't care on top i take it's like what yeah that's that's the perfect like microcosm of what they did in the first half of that game yeah sloppy careless it was like yo take this one for the road you think three points Here's yeah. three points. Yeah, let's make you this game interesting. First half was bad. Jimmy yeah. came in like, hold my beer. Like, the, remember that LeBron James? Oh, you like those 14 points? Here's three more. Yeah. You take three more. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't oh, care. Um, here's the thing. Look, look. So, so, so they played like that, and then inevitably, Geno Smith was going to do what he did because he's not on that level. Good player. Dak is on, is, can be on that level. And if the Niners play that type of careless football, like, Dak will make them pay. Now, I, I think they're probably going to show up in this game. But I don't know. I, I, I thought they were going to show well, up last week. Well, I mean, if we're going to freaking playoffs. If we're going to be honest, you know, uh, the Cowboys, they score points. I think they average over 30 um, a game. Um, they, they can score. They're up there. All, Thank yeah, you. they are. And if for everybody who, who um, you know, kind of scoffs at people who are upset about our uh, opponents, uh They've been putting up points on the same opponents. Uh, I, I just I think it's that true. defensively, I feel like I feel like defensively, the Cowboys don't want anything to do with a physical defense. They don't. I'm sorry. If we're gonna sit here and be worried about our our lulls of effort um, at times and how how our defense can be leaky at times in January. Um, that game against the Commanders that the Cowboys had in the last game of the season, man, yeah. they got shellacked. Imagine um, if the Niners had a performance like that. What would we be saying? Dallas oh did God. that. Dallas oh did my. that. Dallas did that. Niners destroyed Washington. Come on, man. And 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 not honestly, playing their best either. Yeah, and to be real with you, if if we're gonna, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If if we if we can sit here and say. Oh well, Las Vegas put out a good comprehensive game plan on how to beat the Niners. That's mm-hmm. cool, right? Mm-hmm. But the Commanders sure as hell put out a definitive game plan on how to that beat Dallas. That is Dallas, true, right? That and, is true. And I feel like if you do what we can do, which is take the air out of the ball, be patient, run the ball, yeah. and be I mean, able the Niners to- are a better version of the Commanders. Yeah, the Commanders are built in the Niners' image. Martin Mayhew, exactly. Right? They it's, are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Come on. They're exactly. Like, Good call. There's a couple of little farm JV Niner teams out here That's that one. I don't want to mention. That, That's one. That the commanders are one of them. So That's, Particularly because of their player personnel guy, and now Tennessee's going to be like that too. Rand Carth. Yeah. Um, he's gonna. They're going to do the same exact yep. thing. So, yeah, because um, teams want to be so, physical like the Niners. They're going to be physical. And I, yep. and I feel like with Dallas, you know, I know that everybody wants to kind of look at the end result of the game, but we're not throwing the ball 66 times against Dallas. We're no. not letting them off the hook. Well, hold That's on. Gizmo happening. Maltese has the question, what's the plan to neutralize Parsons? I was going to say turn him into a run defender. That's what they did last year. Run, run at, him. at him. Not away from him. Don't let him chase the play. Make him be at the point of attack. Yeah. Until he, they take he him out. He special when he gets to hunt. When he gets in the yeah. open field and he gets to chase you down, he gets special. Run yeah. at him. Run at him. That's that's a big one. And then get the ball out of Purdy's hands quick. Move the pocket. Don't let him, you know, know where Purdy's going to be in advance. Scott Hill says, hey, Grant, are you disappointed in Kinlaw's performance? Too much expectation, in my opinion. It's early. He's been back, what, three weeks? Yeah. Up. yeah. Am he, I disappointed? I mean, 
I think we kind of expect he's been gone for a long time. He's clearly not 100%. They're trying to salvage the season before they do whatever they do with him medically this offseason. I don't know. What were your expectations, Scott? Um, Or coach? I, I'm talking to Scott, <laughs> but yeah. I, like, I mean, I, I feel like this is probably to be expected. I don't think the Niners' expectations were sky high. They're, they're just happy he's on the field. Yeah, I, um, Javon, Javon, um, man, Javon has a lot of talent. Yeah. All right. He's got a lot of talent, and physically, my God, um, he's one of one. Um, physically, yeah. um, I, I, I want to be respectful, man. I just, I think that they're doing the best they can with Javon. I think that what he does bring because he's so talented mm-hmm. if, if we're if we're being honest javon is playing at like maybe like 60 percent. yeah um, that's what i'm saying yeah yeah and and if and and for what he does at 60 percent, just imagine what he could bring if he was right 100 percent healthy right 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 i mean right. even at 60 percent, you cannot run at him all right no. He will take a gap. Um, Javon is physical as all get out. He's got strong hands. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just think that when defenses take him, when offenses take him laterally, where he has mm-hmm. to keep a gap, mm-hmm. he has a hard time keeping a gap. He has a hard time um, staying put um, in, in his gap and running. Um, and that's because of the knee. That, yeah, that shouldn't be a shock. Again, he's playing like probably 60%, and they'll work on this in the offseason to get him to 100%. But the expectation was never, hey, we'll sit him for a few months, he'll come back, be 100%. No, it's like we, he wants to play. He wants to be a part of this season. He's going to get out there. I mean, we, we let him rest as long as – but this is the playoffs. He, I mean, only thing is uh, – and they don't play him 100% of the snaps. He plays like you know, 40%, 30% of the snaps. There's, other guys have to step up too. You know, other guys like well, that's part of the reason yeah. why Drake is Drake is Armstead has to step up. Armstead needs to, and he he's been sort of showing signs, but like he needs to keep taking steps and make more of an impact. One sack this year so far. He's the guy. Well, well, I feel like I feel like Eric has a thankless job. A lot of that's what true. he does to push the middle of that pocket that's is true. how those guys on the outside get off. Um, well, he could do that this week. That'd be great. He did it last year against the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, well, because when he's at his best, there's no one that can that can stop him. He is the best athlete on the field. He just, it, it, to me, his it's his motor. It's not the same as Bosa's. But when well, he wants he to, the game with a sack. Yeah, that's he right. The and then and then I didn't see him the rest of the game. He was on the sideline for a, what, the Niners. Really did treat that like a regular season game. They're like, it's the Seahawks. We're good. Yeah, We're the good. Ro- the rotation. I feel that like was crazy, was man. Gentle- this was this was a gentleman's game. That was, was unreal. A- Seven seed, not a real playoff team. Keith Murphy says, Coach, I was about to get you on Minshew. You M&M'd me. Keith Murphy's <laughs> keeping you honest. Mo says, do you think that late hit was revenge for when Brock got hit late out of bounds and Trent wanted a flag? Nah, what that was hit? late. Uh, I forgot. Jimmy hitting. Jimmy hitting uh, oh, no. Gino. I don't think so. I don't think no. so. That no. was just a brain fart? or Yeah. I just yeah, don't I think. think he was thinking. Yeah. Jonathan Chavez says, hate how the media hates on Brock. They want him to have a bad game. Maybe it's just his standard of playing. Feel like the Niners are going to destroy. Does the media hate on Brock? I guess Chris Sims came out and was like, he's, you know, he's I mean, functioning. There's some people yeah. chirping. There's yeah. some people chirping. I feel like people aren't watching close enough. Cowboys beat Minshew and Fraud Vikings overhyped. Yeah, they beat the, I was like, they beat the Giants twice, but the Seahawks beat the Giants. So, yeah. I don't really know. I mean, they beat the Bengals, but that was week two. Is this big game Jordan Willis's day? Um... I, I, hope, I like Jordan Willis, I man. Like he's Jordan so Willis unheralded. 
I like him too. Tony G says, I totally agree about Greenlaw's ability and coverage. I just want to see go after the quarterback. The quarterback would absolutely crap himself. Yeah, that's Yeah, I mean you could I mean look, all I know is that Patrick Willis was good in coverage, but Vic Fangio blitzed him and he was good at that too. So I feel like there's a little I feel like there's a little bit more that D'Amico could do. He yeah, it's a very I mean, pared down defense and he's good at getting the effort up, but like, man, there's a little more. I would like to see a little bit more technique, though, because, I mean, if you if you're watching like Hufunga, right, when Huff when Huff primarily does a lot of blitzing um, and when Huff blitzes, it's almost kind of like once he gets blocked, that's it. You know, it's like no second move, right. no right. spin yeah. out. No. Yeah. It's just, it just kind of falls it's flat. Like, oh, and, yeah. yeah. Ooh, you got me. It's yeah. Like, if he true. doesn't get to the spot, it's kind of over. You know who I miss? K1. K1. That was Salah's secret. Salah was good. Salah was, was so more. Salah had, had it too. He was, he was good with pressures and with the K1 blitz, like once a game, always worked. I felt yeah. like to me, at least. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the recovery 716 says Dallas stomps Tampa Bay. Dak is back. Niners stomp Tampa Bay. They haven't played anybody in the national media. Is it though? I feel like everyone's giving the Niners their, their their flowers this year. No one's saying the Niners are pretenders. Like, no. and that's kind of our problem. Like, that's, the Niners are not underdogs anymore. They are the frontrunners. We're not. I, I think you can't. It's not us against the world. You can't say no one believed in the Niners. Every. It's dude, not. They were three and four. They were three and four, and people were like, "This is the this is the team no one wants to face." I was like, "Really?" And they're right. When I see Purdy roll out, I've seen some guys not working to get open. Well, Debo says he's tired. <laughs> How do you feel about he Cowboys? Meant that shit. He meant that. Oh, absolutely. There's no question yeah. he meant that. How do you he feel about that. the Cowboys radio host hoping Christian McCaffrey gets hurt? Yeah, I don't think he. I don't know, man. He said it. I can't believe you said that. On how do you say that? Who we really that? need him to pull his hand. There was a guy, some some Dallas radio. I, I, I retweeted it. Some guys like, man, he was hurt all the time in Carolina. Hasn't been hurt at all at the forty. What's that about? Yeah, we could really use like a, a pulled hamstring or something. It's like, how do you say that? You look how you sound stupid. How do you, how do you say that? Ugh. Um, Jared McPeak says the def. My parent, my mom would say some people's children, man. Some people's <laughs> children, which is so, so, it's even worse. Jared McPeak says the defense needs to shut down CeeDee Lamb. The corners need to step up and get it done. They did it last year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they do need to do it again because they didn't do it with um, DK. All right, next question. What's up with Nick Bosa, man? I mean, we, we've come to, like, take for granted his consistency. But one sack the last three games, hey, a lot of great pass rushers have had a stretch like that. Not Nick Bosa. What do you see? What's going on here? What I do see is, all right, so let's rewind. Let's go back to the Las Vegas game. The Las Vegas yeah. game, Nick himself. What, um, one thing about Nick is um, that I love is he's always uh, uh, an honest interview. Yes, he is. He, he's About very, himself, about the team. Yep. About himself, about the team. Yeah. If you really want to know what's going what happened. on with our team. Especially Nick, after a loss. Yeah. He's, 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 almost as, he's almost as honest as Kyle, really. Um, and oh, he's, the, he can be more honest. He yeah. can be more honest. Yeah, he'll come flat out and be like, "Yeah, we didn't we, we didn't take Jared Stidham seriously." Kyle would yeah. never say that. If any, he's really he's really the only person I really want to listen to after a loss. It's a good um, point. And one thing that he mentioned um, that I went back and checked, and I um, that we talked about was um, getting lazy with your rush lanes, not keeping your rush lanes, and also. Um, the type of moves that they're using in pass and pass um, rushes that take them mm -hmm. out of their rush lanes. Mm -hmm. um, Nick is very talented. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, this sounds a little weird to say, but I think that Nick can get sacks at will. Um, it's, that's what he's demonstrated in his career. Yeah. 
which is why I'm like, what? Where, where were you? Yeah. Where are you going? Where are you at? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I'm not even going to sit here and try to act like I know the type of techniques that he's using on the field. I've seen shit from him that I've never seen anybody do before, um, technique wise. One thing that I am noticing is that I'm not going to sit here and try to put names on things that I don't know. But what I am seeing is that the moves that Nick is using to stay in his rush lanes exude a lot point. more energy. That's a good point. Um, he uses a lot of bull rushes now. He's so staying a lot. I complained about him giving up uh, scramble lanes, and so he's closing down the scramble lanes, getting fewer sacks, and I'm like, where are the sacks? <laughs> hey, okay, fair enough. That's a really good point. Maybe he made the adjustment, and this is the natural byproduct of keeping the quarterback in the damn pocket. Fewer right. sacks. Okay, fair enough. Because it worked with Gino. All of a sudden, Gino's like stuck in the pocket, like, oh, what do I do? Maybe I hold the ball with one hand below my waist. Oh, no, it got. Oh, no, bro, it got. Sorry. I, I don't know why Gino annoys me, man. He <laughs> just do does. That was, I you know, was so pissed that he did that. You are what happened, Gino. man? He was playing so well too, and I was sitting there being like, "I was wrong about Gino. Gino's really good." And he did. No. I was like, "No, I was right. I was no. right." No, no, and they're gonna pay you too. I know. It's so, dude. John Lynch and Kyle must be like, "Thank you, thank oh, yeah. you." We get pay him. 30. We get him again twice next year. Yes. Anyway. Um, anyway. But, so, so Nick Bosa has made it a good adjustment. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Yeah. And and also, if you, and I mean, if we, I, if I'm gonna pile on you to make you feel any worse, um, is not only is he using a lot of moves that exude a lot more energy because they're a lot more physical. They, you know, if you're closing down a lane, that means there's more contact. Um, and that may be byproduct of the rotation that you're seeing, where he's not in as much as you would like him to be in. And also, I feel like Nick is Nick is so good that he closes down lanes for other players to eat, <clears throat> other guys to if that that Omenihue turnover was yeah. Nick Bosa by it's way right. of Nick Bosa. It's if true. He, he created back, the pressure. He created the pressure. Gino moved into Omenihue. Yeah, with one and, hand you know, on the ball. Exactly, and you know when we watch the game, it's entertaining because we watch the ball and not yeah. the game, right? Yeah. When you watch football, um, but uh, I feel like Nick is um, by way of in, in certain ways, you could say that in certain ways, Nick sacrificed his 19 and a half sacks um, in order for us to kind of tamp some things down on the defensive line. OK, let's look forward to this game. So I love that you said that, that really explains a lot. And now I want to look to we're talking about Nick's psychology right now. What he's trying to do, and he's trying to do the right thing, but now he's got all of us talking about what's up with Nick, and he's got a big game against the Cowboys. So, a couple of things: Michael Parsons is on the field, mm -hmm. and these are the two best edge rushers in the league. I, I kind of feel like each one wants to have the better game and be like, "I'm the best edge rusher out here." Also, Nick Bosa is going across from Tyler Smith, who is, you know, he's a not great mistake. Yeah. yeah, he he's got like the most penalties in the league. He's a decent run blocker, but it's he's not ready for Nick Bosa. So Nick might sell out to get these sacks, and if he does, he might get a couple. But at the same time, Dak Prescott might be scrambling out to his left. I I I'd be interesting to see. Like Nick, you in in a sense, you've been doing the right thing, keeping the quarterback in the pocket, letting letting him make mistakes. But are you going to sell out for these sacks? And are you going to let Dak out of the pocket because you you let Stidham out of the pocket as much as anyone else did? Say, mm. you did, and he knows it. Yeah. To his credit, he knows it. 
Anyway, well, I don't I really mean, worry about Nick. I think Nick's going to have a huge game. I have a feeling Nick's going to kick ass in this game and be one of the main reasons the Niners win. I think that, like I said before, like um, at some point it's a, it's about you and the opposition, and then you get to a certain level where, God damn it, it's just about you. Yep. Um, are, are you going to get it done or not? And I feel like that's where we are. All right. I got one more question. We'll take the rest of our uh, super chats and get out of here because my okay. subwoofer broke and I have to go to the freaking garage and be like, this is eight months old. <laughs> With that, <laughs> anyway, I was slapping. No, I'm not. Anyway. So, okay. We're talking about the defense still. Uh, and it's possible. There's nothing wrong with it, but tell me your coach. I'm not, but I like, I watch every single play. And I feel like with D'Amico, again, like you said, it's a vanilla defense. There are some wrinkles that he throws in there. And I feel like I've seen them all in the last three, four weeks. There's been nothing new. And maybe that's just my, uh, you know, novice eye looking at it. Are you seeing creativity from D'Amico's defense? Or do you feel like, uh, I don't know, it hasn't been there the last month, coinciding um, with this malaise? Well, um, one of the things about our, um, our defense is that um, it's in the technique. It really ain't in the scheme. The scheme is what yeah. it is. Um, and when you look at the technique, I do see growth. I, I, I do see change. Um, if you want to talk about, and if we want to get specific, um, Diamador Lenore has been turning the corner. Um right. Good for Tomiko uh, and, 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 and him and the defense. Yep. Yes. That's true. Uh, if you um, also look at Huff, Huff um, Huff did a very good job with his eye discipline. Called him out, immediately improved. Immediately. You Called know, him out, immediately uh, improved. Right. I asked the question, by the way. You're welcome, D'Amico. I did it. <laughs> I helped you out. He didn't even ask me to do that. Sometimes coaches will be like, hey, ask me this. But he didn't do that. He's never done that for me. Yo, I, I mean, I, I see those improvements. Uh I'm looking to see what Traverius Ward does after his little 12 round bout that he had last week. I mean, uh, to see how he gets better. So I feel like one of the one of the things that the guys always say about D'Amico is that um, the special sauce, if you will, about D'Amico is that his playing his playing career, right. uh, um, being a former player. And when you're a former player, I feel like you you the, the your worth is in the minutia your worth is in uh gaming game planning hey if you check this if you do this a couple of times it's going to come out for you i feel mm -hmm. like the, the real worth of D'Amico isn't in um you know some coordinator with a clipboard sure. like run run this that that's not right the worth of D'Amico is the worth of D'Amico is that's true Sitting down with Diamador Lenore, right? A lot of defensive coordinators can't do this. To bring in a player, sit him down next to you, and say, "All right, here, you take the clicker. Tell me what you were thinking." That's here. true. You know, just a sec though, because D'Amico is a very hot name. He's going to be a head coach, and I just feel like he has the easiest job in the league. He's got the best player on his defense. He so many times in so many games, he's been able to rush four, call cover three, or whatever, and just sit back and look like a genius. But what happens when that's not like, yeah, sure, Nick Bosa sacrificing himself a little bit to keep quarterbacks in the pocket. But to, from from my perspective, like D'Amico, you have the best player in the league. You're not doing that much. Can't you? Isn't there something you could? Isn't there one little schematic twist you can present to get to, uh, Nick Bosa a, a, a one on one or, or, or a free land of the something? 
Because I remember last year in Tennessee, they lost. Nick Bosa got neutralized. And Bosa was like, yeah, man, those chips, we got to do a better job of sort of mixing it up. And then after that, D'Amico did. Did a great job. And I just feel like, man, he's done it before. I'm not saying he can't. He's freaking done it before. But I feel like in the last month, a lot of things have been going on with this defense. That's one of them. And I wonder, it's like, dude, like, are you just kind of coasting because you have four or five different teams to study up on for interviews? I know that's time intensive. But, yo, like, if you want to get that job, like, beat the Cowboys. Hold them seventh. That's it. That's your, that's, that writes your ticket to any job you want. And I got to say, any owner doing an interview with D'Amico right now would have to ask about, like, all right, man, you're doing great. But what about, like, the last month? Yo, what's up with uh, the last month? So now just well, shut down the, the Cowboys and end that discussion. We were we were getting ready. We were pacing ourselves. That's what happened. We were pacing ourselves. <laughs> well, um, I do think that um, the the worth in D'Amico is is not necessarily uh, uh, you know the, the best players that we have. Um, the the, my, the worth in D'Amico is keeping keeping the level of play that we've had. Um, yeah, you know we we lost two corners. Uh, we've had. A very, I mean, do you remember how much we were getting gashed when Eric Armstead was not in the, when Eric Armstead was out and we didn't have an interior presence where we were getting gashed on the ground? Um, that was a huge problem. Uh, I feel like one of the things that D'Amico has done and Chris Kosarek as well is they've kept, they've righted the ship. Uh, you know, football is a game of attrition. To be this good for this long is hard to do. You're going to get some slippage. Um, it, that's just what it is. And also, uh, it, it's just human nature. But if you got the defensive guys in the room alone, they probably be thrilled that the offense is finally showing up. Oh, yeah, that's true. All yeah. I'm saying, though, is with D'Amico, like, if you do the same stuff long enough, even with great players, like, there's great coordinators in this league. And once one guy figures out one thing that works, everyone copies it. And now it's on you to adjust or do something a little different. And I feel like, I mean, he he's setting up the Cowboys to just any wrinkle will work. Well, any well, wrinkle. This, but you got to look at it this way, Grant. Again, this is the playoffs, man. This matchup ball. So yeah. it ain't about they going at the players. Yeah. They going after D'Amador Lenore. They going to go after Traverius Ward. They going to go yeah. after him. No, you yeah. know, so it ain't a scheme takes time. This is one That's game true. and go home. We ain't got time for no damn scheme. We are running plays that are going after weaknesses. We try I'd to like to see one points. new pressure. I'd like to see one new pressure that he's been holding for the right moment. Something that they've been repping in practice that I don't know about. One pressure. That's that's you. That's new. Freaking new. Because, you know, Kyle always has something new. He's always got something on offense like, oh, that's a little bit different. That was Come on, D'Amico. Like you've done, you've you've had these wrinkles before. He had it last year in the playoffs. That defense was so damn good in Dallas last year and Green Bay. Yeah, like and I'd like to wrinkle, see that. That new wrinkle was having all three linebackers back at once last year. You got it. That now. was when they got them all on the on the field at you once. Now. I mean, we'll, 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 Grant, I just I just want them to just play to the level that I know they can. I, I don't I don't think we're that team that needs to find something new. We're the, I feel like we are the best team in the NFL. I, I don't think they're overlooking Dallas. I do think the Niners are going to put their best foot forward and, and turn it on. Even though I yeah. don't like the concept of turning it on, I think they will. And I think they can, to an extent. Anthony it Adams needs to says... to be on, period. It needs to be on for the rest. You have three weeks left. What are you pacing yourselves for? You yeah. guys are like... Empty the tank. 26. 
Yeah. yeah. Anthony Ad- Anthony Adams says, even if Brock throws multiple interceptions, how how's that differ from Jimbo's past playoff performance? Dallas struggles versus the run and pressure without blitzing. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean the Niners won in spite of Jimmy last year. They might be able to yeah. win in spite of their quarterback. He threw, did, he throw a, did, did he throw a pick against Green Bay? Yeah, in the end zone, in the freaking end zone to take points off the board. Oh yeah, he did. He did. Oh he did. Oh yeah, he in was really bad, but he was hurt. Guys, All am I right. crazy? Alden Smith, Nick Bosa. I would take Nick. Nick. Alden Smith was great, but that 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 didn't last long. Two years. Yeah, tops. And I think a lot of it was. Not all of it, but a lot of it was benefited from Justin Smith. He never had success uh, with. Did you hear Justin his Smith. interview talking about um, Alden Smith? Um, no, that he Justin. Had. Yeah. What do you say? Um, he no. Nah, he said that uh, Alden was super talented, and that was. Um, a lot of um, a lot of his success was by way of um, what they were doing interior wise. No doubt, absolutely. San Fran Forty Nine fans. It was. Uh, hopefully, I mean, he had years where he came back and played in the Raiders and was not nearly what he was in the Niners. Hopefully the Niners double CD and dare them to win with someone else. In my opinion, it doesn't matter if one guy goes off. Just can't have those one play, uh, play uh, backbreakers. I actually felt against Tampa that CD was kind of like, they were up like 24 nothing before CD really started going off. Like He, he turned Dak on was late. Spread, I, yeah. I watched that game. He turned on yeah. late. I'm not he afraid did. of Dallas. I'm serious. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know what you mean, man. Dak has gotten hurt a lot, and he just kind of— He's like, to me, a little bit, when he's confident, he's great. But when he's not, he looks like Jimmy or Derek Carr, just antsy. I, can't, I just can't antsy. have a real yeah. conversation with putting them on our level. Like, especially with what we did to them last year, it, how we left that game. Like, it's true. I'm, 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 I'm on my bullshit, bro. I'm, we need to whoop their ass. Really. Yeah, I mean, they, they, like, they stumbled all over themselves. They were the home team. They lost trying to get a spike down. Like, they embarrassed themselves in front of their home fans. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Kellen Kellen Moore. Alejandro says Bosa's tired. He's the only one who really gets any pressure. With no help, it leads to him trying more than getting focused on more. It's possible. It's possible. He's been working. He's been playing his ass off this year. He really did. He was having the best season of his career. Yeah. Maybe he just has hit a little bit of a wall. I mean, he was on like a, a crazy record pace and he didn't quite get there. If Armstead plays big, we can't be stopped, Willie. <coughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's trending that direction. He gets a little bit better every game. So physically, he's looking the best that he's been, especially from that foot injury. He looks fully healthy. Grant, promise me you'll make Kyle play Drake. Well, if Javon's playing, Drake can't play. That's the problem. Because if Javon possibly gets hurt, then we need somebody to come in for Javon, and yeah. that backup takes Drake's spot. Drake's probably a more impactful player than Javon, but the Niners need a defensive tackle more than they need another DN. Yes, they do. That's exactly what it is. We need more interior than we need another pass rusher. They probably, I mean, in retrospect, maybe they should assign Dominican Sue, who's on Philly now. Too much money. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I got to get down and talk to some people at the subwoofer place about my subwoofer and be like, yo, you what gotta, happened? You got to get your sound together, bro. What happened? My you self-esteem is... In shambles now because I'm not the guy beating down the block. Come on, man. I need to be the obnoxious person with the loud noise coming out of my trunk. Great. 35. Walking around, you knock it at 35? <laughs> Hell yeah. I just, I wanted it since I was 16. I've waited till I was 34 to get one. I don't care. I'm not too old. I'm not too 12? old. Hell yeah. 112? 112. Yeah. I'm a little too old to have 212. I don't need that's to why, really make that's a why statement. I'm broke. 
You only got one twelve. <laughs> I hope I don't. I got a warranty though. I got a warranty. Thanks for watching. <laughs> I'll be back later. Peace. <laughs>